I'm delighted to have John Keats as our special guest on Applaudable Perspectives, and we are talking, and he's calling me all the way from Liverpool. So welcome, John Keats. We finally met in person last week for the launch of The Road to Nashville, and it was a huge honor. We've been talking and WhatsApping uh, for months now, so it's finally to, to, was great to see you in the flesh and to see you perform while you were here. Well, thank you so much for making last week an incredibly special week for, for me, very memorable. Um, it, it was an absolute pleasure, Pam, and yeah, lo lovely to meet you two as well, and great to meet so many lovely people over there. Um, it was a special week. It was, uh, I mean, huge congratulations to yourself and everyone involved. Uh, we, had a, we had a great time. Um, yeah, we were really impressed and really enjoyed it. Well, John, for, for, for those of you who are listening, John is the director of the famed Cavern Club in Liverpool, who's hosted so many rock and rollers, most especially the Beatles, and they played there what close to three hundred times, right, in the in the duration of the of of their time together. Um, and why don't you talk a little bit about how you started working at the Cavern, and also maybe segue into the Mica Unity, which uh, you were instrumental in putting together. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, the cavern opened back in 1957. Uh, I wasn't around then. No. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's it's funny, Pam. People quite often in the venue they ask me, you know. I mean, I'm 56, but you know, I've had a hard life. Oh no, you have not. <laughs> you don't look at your age. My goodness. Yeah, but occasionally people say, "What was it like when the Beatles were here?" Now I feel like I say, "Well, I wasn't born." Um, now, my association goes with the cavern goes back to 1987 because the cavern had, it closed in 73 and was rebuilt on the original site and reopened in 82. So I, I first played there back in 1987 as a musician. Now, correct me and if then, I'm wrong, because when I visited yeah. Liverpool, we went to the cavern. Weren't they thinking of knocking it down at one point? When you, when you went to the cavern? No, no. When, no. when, when I went to visit... Oh. That they this the history that I was told was that they, the cavern was almost lost, which we've had that happen yeah. so so often here in the states. We've knocked buildings down, and and uh, it's it's much to everyone's chagrin afterwards. Yeah, no, it's it, it closed in 1973, and there's lots of myths and uh, half truths. It was never it was never knocked down because it was a basement, so you can't knock a basement down. I see. Okay. It, but it was filled in. It closed in '73. Okay. And it moved it moved over the road. Um, it was closed to make way for a ventilation shaft for the underground railway. Oh my which goodness. Which never which never happened in the end. Oh my goodness. Uh, and there's lots of myths around it, but it did close on the original site in '73. Moved over the road where it lasted only two years. Uh, it just didn't make that that transition and um, it was closed and it was it was only it was when uh, we lost john lennon in 1980. ah and i was living was in new york more when tourism well pe people started visiting liverpool you know um i was and there was a, go ahead i was living the, the in manhattan when he was, was killed. to reopen it right 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 wow and and yeah but when, but to be honest with you, when it, back in 1980, 81, when they had this idea uh, to build uh, a cavern walks above it and, re, and uh, reopen the cavern, it was it wasn't structured. It was still there, you know, it was intact, but it wasn't structural. I and see. to build what they wanted to build on top, so they ended up. It was like an archaeological 
what, 60, 70% of the original bricks. So those famous arches from the original cavern, they're the arches that you see today in the cavern. So it was rebuilt in a slightly different configuration, Mm -hmm. uh, but still on the same site. It's been on 10 Matthew Streets, and it reopened in 84. Uh Uh-huh. And has it always... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go on, Pam. Um, I would say, has it always been pretty much a rock club or you had different genres of music of different entertainers playing there? Well, it's, 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 that's a great question, really, because it opened, when it opened in 57, it was a jazz club. Okay. Uh, that was the vision of the owner, Alan Sittner. And rock and roll in this country in 57 hadn't really kicked in properly. But there was, they did allow a former musical skiffle, which is like a, a quite a, a, a raw form of, of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, rock and roll was let in. But over the years, right the way through, I mean, it's it's embraced all genres of music. Uh, there was a lot of there was a big country scene in the cavern. There was a blues scene in the in the early late fifties, early sixties. Once all the big um, American black blues artists started coming to the UK, the cavern was one of the main venues for that. Uh, so it was blues, it was jazz, it was country. You know, early 70s, it embraced rock music. And it's a bit it's a bit like today, really. You know, the cavern celebrates like 64 years of history. And, you know, all those amazing artists that have played. But we still very much embrace the current music scene. And it's a very eclectic music venue. So it's always been, you know, reflect, it reflects what's going on in the current scene. Right. As well as we we always say, it's the past, the present, and the future. Yes. And that, I think that's the that, that's the that's the key to its success. Otherwise, we'd just be a museum. And you go in there, and it's a, I think we've got the balance right between it being a major tourist attraction, which it is, but also a proper live music venue, which um, appeals to all sorts of music fans, really. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is how how were you able to have it be really a living museum and then you have kept the vibrancy and some of the artists that have launched in recent years, uh, Adele, didn't she launch from there or at least played an album, had an album release and also James, 21. James yeah, Bay, 21, the, the album, yeah. And James Bay, yeah. right? Yeah, we, we, it's we still it's 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 funny. I mean, if you go back to I, I always say without you know would the cavern exist without the two hundred and ninety two gigs that the Beatles played? Well, it probably wouldn't. Uh-huh. Um, but but they did in that two and a half year period, sixty one to sixty three. And what happened then? Literally, any band of note that were coming through had to play the cavern. So the Rolling Stones played the cavern just after the Beatles played. Uh-huh. Then the Who, the Kinks. Uh, Queen played, so Beatles put it on the map, and that's still the reason we get these big artists to today isn't because, like when Adele, for example, in 2010, she did two small intimate uh, album launches, one in a club in London for about 150 people, and the second one in the Cavern Club. And the reason she's doing that isn't because she's going to play in front of 150 people. It's that combination of an intimate album launch in this historic, you know, iconic venue. And that's why, that's why the, the, the big, like this year, we've had, a, you know, James Bay, James Morrison, uh, we've had lots of big names this year. Um, and again, it's usually intimate gigs, 
launching an album or attached to a PR. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the attraction is the fact that they are getting to play what is like the holy grail of, of music venues. Sure. And that's, that's, been the, that's been the case now for like 50 years. Well, it's much like people playing the Mother Church of Country Music here, the Ryman, and we've had all different artists playing here. Jason Isbell, who just, uh, I think he's doing seven nights here. It's the same thing, and we, we nearly yeah. we, we nearly lost the Ryman. They almost knocked it down, so that happens. So yeah. um, I'm curious, are you seeing regularly artists coming through there, and maybe you can help us find the next generation of the road to Nashville? Because I think we're, we're all in accord that this was this a very successful project and we want to keep it going. And we've obviously showcased a lot of great talent, but we've also helped close to 4,000 people with mental illness. So I know that you're very committed to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always say when I'm talking about the, uh, the song contest and the road to Nashville this year, it's yeah, it's a song contest, but at the heart of it is this mental health awareness and and help. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of. I mean, we we saw it at the final last year. I mean, uh, last week, rather, the talent that is out there is is astonishing. We we do in at the Carlton. We do a lot of work with BBC introducing, which is it's 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 centered around all of the regionalized BBC radio stations. And, but it's a platform for new artists to, to get heard. Mm-hmm. And we put monthly showcases where we feature, you know, throughout, it's once a month. So throughout the year, we, we've showcased some, some of the, the best up and coming artists from the Liverpool region. Mm-hmm. And that goes on, that goes on throughout the country. And I think BBC introducing, as I say, any artist can upload their music and they've got the potential to be played on national BBC. But what it does, it, it does give that platform, um, you know, some, someone like BBC Introducing would be a great partner uh-huh. to get on, on, on board with a project. Uh, but it's, you know, the, the answers we had from all over the world last week. Absolutely. 31 and, countries. And and for... for... I know, it's, 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 it's incredible. It's incredible. And, um, you know, I'm just glad I didn't have to be... I wasn't one of the judges. Oh, my goodness. I, I said that on the day. You know, how how'd you pick? Well, and, and for, for people who are listening... John was very gracious and hosted the launch May 9th. It's hard to believe it was only May 9th. Launched it simultaneously from the cavern, the road to Nashville, and we did it here in um, Nashville with Joe and Linda Chambers at the Musicians Hall of Fame. So it was really a beautiful project um, that I think was very much carrying in the, the tradition of the Beatles and wanting unity and peace and trying to heal the world, you know, God knows we need it, uh, for sure. <clears throat> so, so what is the capacity at the cavern? Is it about 150 people? You said, no, the, the front rooms ran about 250, 250, uh, 200 okay. to 250, but we've got two stages. Okay. Um, there's the, there's the, if you like, there's the Beatles stage, which is about 200, 250 capacity. Okay. That's the, the re- replica of where the Beatles play themselves. But the, we've got a bigger room in the back, which is 350 capacity, wow. uh, which has got now got its that's, that's got its own heritage now. That's where Paul McCartney, when he famously came back in '99, and again in 2018, that's the room, the stage that Paul played. It's where Adele played. Um, Joe Bonamassa, you know. I mean, oh yeah. So, no, it, it, it is, it, Joe Bonamassa's name came up quite a few times while I was over in Memphis and, and Nashville. You know, Joe kicked off. Um, his 
British Arena Tour back in 2016. And the, the place he it was a fan club event. And again, this these are the reasons why we get these big names. It was a fan club event, but he wanted to do it at the Cavern. And that was, you can imagine Joe Bonamassa in the Cavern. It was just 300 people on the loudest gigs ever. It was just amazing, you know. Yeah, uh, Joe lives. Yeah, Joe lives here, and um, actually just played the Ryman. So, it's it. You're yeah. right. It's it's hallowed ground, isn't it? And and I wanna I wanna put a plug in for you because you not only run this amazing club and nurture young talent, and really do A and R work, but you also write yourself and perform. And you were uh, you were performing at the Listening Room last week, and you also did a few yeah. songs uh, a, a week ago Sunday um, at the Exit Inn. And you went in and recorded while you were here too, John, right? Yeah, yeah. We, well, we, we knew we were coming over for the contest in Nashville. Uh, plus, we are involved with another project in Memphis. So, you know, unashamedly, I took advantage of the trip to Memphis and booked into Sun Studios. You know, I'm a huge Elvis fan. Sure. Uh, and I'm a music fan. And I've done the tour. So I, I've got an, an album coming out in a couple of weeks. So I thought, well, I'll go in there. I mean, we did a stripped down acoustic uh, filmed a live session um so, but I, I really enjoyed i mean i love the, the the being part being lucky enough to be part of the final was excellent but the listening room cafe and we we don't really have that concept over in the uk i spoke to um the jeff cohen who was right. running the night uh -huh. who's and jeff's jeff's over in a couple of months time he's over quite regular to london and we're gonna we're gonna put one of those nights on in the cavern where you know, it's it's a proper as you know. If you get what you see is on the, what what's on the tin is what you get. A listening room, you know, people listening to original music and mm -hmm. artists and stories. Great concept, and you know, for us to to be involved in that was uh, you know that was a real plus to our trip. You know, and anything you you go on these trips and you're there. We're there to support the contest. We're there to talk about the cavern and represent the cavern and everything that it stands for. But to be able to perform as well as a performer is a, it's like the icing on the cake. And, you know, so it was a, it was a real thrill for us, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Well, that, I think what you're referring to, we, we actually call it a guitar pull, P-U-L-L, okay. guitar pull. So it's, it's uh, really trading stories and songs, and there's usually three or four people. And it's very common. You, you, you can just throw a stone and, and see a guitar pull any night of the week and, in Nashville. So that's great if we can spread that concept. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about what you're working with in Memphis? I mean, you were kind enough to introduce um, Shamender and myself to Kevin Kane, your colleague in Memphis, and, and we had a meeting with him. What are you working on in Memphis? Is it too early to talk about? No, no, we can talk about it. It's, it's something we, I mean, the relationship with Liverpool and Memphis, again, like Nashville, you know, great music cities. We started this in the early 2000s, and there was like a musical twinning, if you like. I mean, we're twinned, the Cavern Club's twinned with B.B. King's oh, okay. uh, and other various sites. Our, our Beatles buses tours with their backbeat tour bus. So we, th that started in, in the early 2000s, and that's gone on. And I think we'd realised as, as two cities that we hadn't been doing uh, enough about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it was in November of 2019, just before the world's you know, went into closure. Um, the, the the guys, Kevin Kane and, and, and the guys from Memphis Tourism Board came over and we, we revealed, a, a, unveiled a plaque with our mayor uh, celebrating that music relationship between Memphis and Liverpool and that influence on the Memphis musicians, on, you know, the Beatles. So 
and then it was like, okay, and next year we're, we're gonna we're gonna come to Memphis and we'll unveil the plaque, and alongside the plaque, there's gonna be this huge artwork which we've commissioned uh, from an artist friend of ours from New Jersey called Shannon. He's an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. And this is a this is a large scale piece of artwork which is gonna be on Matthew Street, which is our music street, right. alongside the plaque, and the same artwork is gonna be situated on Beale Street. Uh, telling that story so it's a, it's again strengthening that relationship musically between Liverpool and Memphis so we had a meeting about about where the plaque was going to go and looked at um, potential sites for the artwork we found uh, Memphis have offered us this um, amazing site right on Beale Street just a few doors up from BB King's and that will, you know, that hopefully the idea is that will happen uh, with other things. Hopefully, the, uh, the contest in Memphis, and it will be part of this whole music relationship. Because um, I think that's when you know you think of music and major music cities, and there's three that just roll off the tongue straight away. You know, Liverpool, Memphis, Nashville. Um, so for us to be connected with them, and it opens up the bigger picture as well. You know, for tourism opportunities business opportunities cultural exchanges so we're keen we're keen to to do more with our musical partners really and and people need to realize that along with our music schools here in the states and in nashville you have lipa there which was paul mccartney's uh, original high school that he's now converted to a university and uh, we've i know Alyssa bonagura here got her degree there on a full scholarship um, so there are a lot of parallels. If, if a tourist, I mean, don't stop in London, just, you know, don't just stop there, go on to Liverpool. What yeah. should they see? What should they see if they absolutely must see when they come to Liverpool, to your fair city? And, and, and should well, they have a bowl of Scouse? Tell them what Scouse is. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. The Scouse, which is our local dish, which we serve in our restaurants. That was a dish that, that its origins with Norwegian sailors and the Irish um, roots of Liverpool. Uh, what to say, I mean, the thing to remember when you come to London, Liverpool is two and a quarter hours away on a train, which you know for, for anyone from America, that's like, you know, going to your local mall. You know, that's nothing. Um, so we're two, two, just over two hours away. You know, the big thing to see is you, you've got the Beatles. You, you've, we've got this, we have two football soccer teams Liverpool and Everton. Liverpool is the big team. I support Everton, uh, but I'm not bitter. But there's, you know, it, we're, we're known for our music and our football. So all the original, a lot, well, a lot of the original sites and uh, things that you hear in the Beatles songs, like Strawberry Fields. Strawberry Fields is a real place. It's now a visitor centre where you can go to. Penny Lane is a real place. The Cavern is a real place. But you've also got, uh, we're a UNESCO uh, city of music. And up until very recently, we were a UNESCO city for, for our culture and our architecture. Uh, so there's a lot of architecture and a lot of history to, uh, and also great shopping, great restaurants. It's really in the last, I'd say in the last 15 years, we've become a worldwide tourist destination, which going back 25 years ago, you wouldn't have seen that coming. But, well, um, it's such you know, a friendly, really, it's a friendly city. Yeah. I loved it when I was there. I want to stay longer. And I love London, of course, but the people are lovely. Um, and you're right. It's just the architecture is magnificent. And then you have little local towns close by. Is it Chester that's close by? That's very yeah, historic. Chester, yeah. which is an old Roman city, which mm-hmm. is like 40 minutes away. 
Yeah. You're right. It's it, it's it's a cliche to say that you know people in Liverpool are friendly, but you know as you know, most cliches are true. <laughs> and you know they they are friendly people, but it's also it's a small city to get around. You know it's it's quite a compact city, so you could you you could do Liverpool in 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 a day. You could do it in two days. You could do it. You know, stay for a week. Um, mm-hmm. You get out into the suburbs, and we're right by the beach as well. People wouldn't think Liverpool had a beach. I I live. Like you know, don't know, two minutes away from a beautiful beach with an artwork installation. You know, there's this. It's 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 not. It's a great place to visit. And London, London's fantastic. Um, you know, you can get lost in London. Oh sure. But uh, yeah, but there's there's a lot to, there's a lot to say. Well, you've done a lot of adaptive reuse. I love I love when buildings are saved and and re and repurposed. So uh, that's always brilliant as well. Um, and then, of course, yeah. the British music experience. People must visit that. It's just ex- incredible. And then you have a Beatles museum as well. That, that, those are the two places yeah. that I went. Pe- when people yeah. come to visit, you've got the shopping, you have the restaurants, you have close uh, towns, beautiful historic towns to visit, tw- going dating back to what the Roman period. And then you also... Um, you have the British music experience as well as the Beatles exhibit as well the big beatles museum and and what what else would you like to point out um just there's, there's so much I mean, there's actually two beatles museums now um um there's one which which the beatles story which is well established there's now one right on matthew street which which really goes into you know there's it's almost like there's something for the the diehard beatle fans and they you know the just the, the the main music fans interesting about the British music experience that originally that was in Greenwich in London and it didn't quite work you know but you put it in Liverpool which is a music city you know and it, it just it just makes sense but that that's that's a fascinating place yeah, um, yeah. I'm ready to come dock, back which, which is you know there's lots of stuff down on the old docks which have been developed and restaurants and there's the famous ferry across the Mersey made famous by the Jerry and the Pacemakers Pacemakers song. yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, and they, they, these are all real places, and there's just lots to explore. There, re- there really is. I about passed out. I mean, Eleanor saw Eleanor Rigby's grave, and saw that where the where the, the the church where John and Paul first met, and yeah. to, to drive yeah. down Abbey Road. I mean, literally about passed out, and uh, it's it's absolutely a, a must see place to visit. And maybe we'll even get a direct flight some sometime between the two music cities. Wouldn't that be a gas? Um, that would be good, yeah. 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 I tell you what, Pam, I always say, um, you know, the Cavern Club's going to be here long, long after we've all gone. It's like it's like Shakespeare is to Stratford, you know, the Beatles and the Cavern and Liverpool. And we're just sort of, you know, custodians, if you like, mm-hmm. holding the baby for generations, because it will be here. But... I always say it's in safe hands because we never, ever lose track of when people come into the cavern and they go down the three lots of steps and they they go into the main door into the club and they turn left and they see that iconic stage that there was only ever one thing filmed of the Beatles uh, in the cavern. It was some other guy, a famous black and white footage of these young Beatles. You know, what you see the look as people come into the cabin for the first time and see that stage and you see what it means to them on their faces. And the minute we, we lose, we, we lose what that means to people, you know, we shouldn't be running it, but we understand 
what it means to to people fans. We understand what it means to, to go to Strawberry Fields and as you say in London to go to Abbey Road and all these. It's it, they really. It's it's a place of pilgrimage, and you know what, what the beauty of the cavern. Everybody is either on holiday or in town for a conference and they're in their spare time. But they're, they're, the atmosphere, you know, people are on their holiday and they're all united by this fantastic universal music. And we all know that music, you know, brings people together. Absolutely. You know, it's good for, it's good for the heart and the soul, you know, and to bring it back to mental health. Music is so important. And at the heart of everything that we're talking about, I think it does come back, it just comes down to this, this body of music, not only the Beatles produced, but all these amazing artists and everybody enjoying that, that wonderful experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have, I, I always ask my guests if they have any advice, either life advice or business advice that they'd like to share people who are, are listening, because I, we have a broad scope of, of people from different walks of life who listen to the show. Anything you want to add, anything that you've learned that you'd like to impart to anyone who's listening, aside from come and visit Liverpool. <laughs> it's yeah, a must-see yeah. before you yeah. die. It's like a pilgrimage to Mecca, right? Yeah, it, it is. But you, you know what? I, I, was, I, 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 I was talking about this last week uh, with some of the young artists that were at the exit in. Because um, going into the music industry, and this is, this is, I think, it's just a basic lesson for everyone. But the music industry, I, I was an actor for many years, so it's the entertainment, the arts, it's a very hard business to, to, to get into and to sustain a career. Uh, but occasionally, you know, I, I, I will speak to music colleges, they come in, or you know, school kids will come in, and the only advice I would give them is um, get on with people. If you can get on with people and respect people, you know, and it's the old cliche of, you know, be nice to who you're meeting on the way up because you'll meet them on the way down. Mm-hmm. But I think it's beyond that. I think it's, if you can, in this industry in particular, and I think it's life in general, if people like you and you get on with people and you have a genuine interest in people, they'll remember you, they'll think of you for a job or a project. And it's nice to be nice, Uh it sounds it nice sounds be, trite. Nice it's, to be nice. Yeah, it sounds it sounds trite, but you're absolutely right. And people remember how you made them feel. You know? Yeah. Daniel's here, Daniel Zander. He's staying with me for a few days and he's right. he just wrote, job. He just wrote music is social. <laughs> um, yeah. John, we touch on the mic of unity. Because that's uh, something very exciting. And Shemender, Dr. Talwa brought the mic over. So talk a little bit about that iconic piece of um, of music history. I'm I'm, I'm actually sitting in our boardroom in the office. And we've got a painting which was commissioned in the early 80s. Um, And I'm looking at it right now. And it's a beautiful painting of those four lads, John, Paul, George and Ringo, on the cavern stage. Um, They they use these old Reslow microphones. Basically, a friend of ours, a producer from New York, Will, uh, was in a, a store, a music store, about 10 years ago. And they'd found a batch of these Reslow microphones. And these are the exact microphones of the Beatles used in the cavern. Uh, and all of those artists in the cavern club. And we've got, we, we've got a couple of them. Um, and that is, and they're important to us because it's when when you think of the, the song contest and it's now the mic of unity that that symbol, everything comes back to. I know Dr. Shimendas, you know, 
we, it was so important to have like the Cavern Club as the, the the beating heart and soul musically, I suppose, of this project when he launched it. So this microphone, you know, these these Reslow microphones from early sixties, exactly the ones that the the Beatles had, you know, used and all these other artists. To have that as the symbol for the competition, to inspire the next generation. That and, and it's it's I think it's a, a really strong symbol, and and, and I like. I like the the phrase that you know that has been calling you know, the mic of unity because mm-hmm. I, you know going back to the charity is about unifying faiths and it's about unifying just people and bringing people together and you could see that at the the final and with the 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 contestants and the the artists that were there and they were all saying it themselves they'd all bonded in such a beautiful way mm-hmm. and they'd all been supportive they didn't feel like they were in a competition. It wasn't about competing against other people. Um, that comes back to, you know, the word unity. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. music is social, as Dan said. So I think that microphone, bringing it right back to the cavern, uh, is, is, is a beautiful symbol, uh, which will hopefully be passed on uh, to, you know, wh- wherever this contest uh, goes next. Well, the next place it's going to go is uh, the Tina Turner Museum. And the Delta Heritage Museum, which is just on the way to Memphis, it's right there in Brownsville. And uh, so we yeah, we we, we, you tell me that actually, yeah, Yeah. we went past that on the way from Memphis to Nashville. So Uh, so so, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's. And that's part of what we call the Americana Music Triangle. And Sonia Outlaw Clark, who is my dear buddy, she's all excited. So we're going to be going there. And then I've also we also had a meeting with Laurie Nunnery, Laurie Nunnery. And she's in Jackson, and her museum, which is in an old Carnegie Library, um, the legends of, of music, um, Tennessee music, um, her museum is amazing as well, and lots yep. and lots of me- lots of memorabilia with Carl Perkins and and so many of the other artists from that area. So it's it, we're just steeped in history, music history in this yeah. state, and. I, I feel like this is the second British invasion. <laughs> you know, you're you're leading the second British invasion, and we are welcoming you with open arms. Well, I, isn't isn't that, isn't that great? And isn't it what 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 this should be about? You know, these these iconic music cities. Are, the thing is, oh, there'll be all these other iconic music cities who want to get involved as well. You know, they, they, you know, but that's uh, that that's for for us. To and as a city, as, as cities working together to get uh, these links and try and do some meaningful stuff together and collaborations can only be positive. So it's it's we're we're really pleased as, as the Cavern Club. Well, we're we're very honored. I mean, there was a whole delegation from Liverpool. You you had your mayor Joanne Anderson and Kevin yeah. McManus from the city council, and of course Shemender Tawar is born in Liverpool. Dr. Tawar. And, and Daniel Zander, our music director, and of course you, and it was just beautiful. And then we have Siobhan Kennedy, who's an expat. She's a scouser as well, and she's living here now with yeah. her husband, Ray. So it's, um, it couldn't have gone better, honestly. I, think, I just wish it was longer, and, and, um, and now we're raising money. So anyone who's listening who wants to contribute to the Road to Nashville and to tough, TUFF.Earth, we also have TUFF.US, which is the... Uh, U.S. component, which is a 501c3 that's been set up. We are ready, willing, and able. And songs are still flooding in, John, uh, that will now be listened to for the road to Nashville 2023 or the road to Memphis or where we're going next. So, Yeah, yeah. Daniel, you want to add anything? It can only get bigger. 
but yeah, but, but, but it needs funding, doesn't it? It needs people to, you know, get involved and uh, help it become even bigger and help even more people. Well, well this is it, and I think it, it's yeah. a bridge. It really is just a vehicle. It's a bridge, isn't it, to sort of link Liverpool as a music city with Nashville. You know, obviously next year we're looking at looking closely at Memphis, and I think it's it's a case of taking the culture of Liverpool and the history and the heritage and showcasing it in those cities and vice versa. And I think yeah. the relationships between the two cities have already strengthened massively based on last year, having the mayor there. Uh, was just the icing on the cake and uh, Mayor Joanne Anderson yeah. was just blown away by the work that we've been doing and a massive part of that's been been John and Bill and the team at the Cavern, Paul mm-hmm. um, you know, Paul's Paul's amazing as well who, who works there so hopefully we can build on it and uh, and, and move into 2023 Absolutely, yeah yeah, no, it's, it, it can only it was to see the Mayor there, that you know, that was and I have to say, you, you know, you pulled off a great reception at the British Council as well. Oh, was it with thank consulate? you. Thank you. You know, thank that, you. That, 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 that was that was that was that was wonderful. You know, it was a, and it, again, it continued that whole positive vibe. Everyone in the room, you know, supporting, and it was, you know, it it, it seemed to go very well from our point of view. And uh, I, I I wish I was back in Nashville. I'm, but I'm, but I'm on Matthew Street. We're okay. I'm by come the back, Cavern. come back anytime. And you know, of course, we had Gavin, our friend from Australia, who was there yeah. as well. Yeah. And it was just magical, honestly. I'm, I'm just so proud to be involved. And you know, I'm glad I took the meeting with uh, Dr. Talwar back in April, and it's been a whirlwind ever since. I mean, my whole life has been shook, I, shook I up imagine. upside down. You know. Imagine. But yeah. um, send us some other people who want to talk to me for applaudable perspectives. If you have any other colleagues that would like to do an interview, I'd love to talk about whatever you want to promote. And um, yeah. come back soon and visit us. And we really appreciate your um, your passion and your drive and your love of music. And um, it's an honor to meet you and call you a friend, John. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you very much, Pam. You take care. All right. God take bless care, you. Dan. Take care, John. Bye now.